0: Welcome to the 15-Minute Revolution Podcast with Rich Gibbs. This is the podcast that seeks to equip you with the Word of God and inspire you to make a difference with your life. My name is Rich Gibbs, and I'm the director of Cutting Edge Missions, a ministry committed to impacting the world with the gospel with short-term missions. Today, I am continuing my interview with Adili Kia. If you have not listened to part one, be sure to go back to that. Listen to part one so that you can be caught up and up to speed with where we are today. Adilly serves as a chief development officer for Serve International. He is a great storyteller. I absolutely love doing this interview. I hope you do too. Here's my interview with Adili. Let's pause on that for a second, because uh, I feel very, very strongly about this issue. Uh, As you know, I run Cutting Edge Missions, Mm -hmm. and we are a national missions ministry that predominantly deals with students and college leaders around the country uh, doing the work of the ministry in inner cities and different places around the nation. We do predominantly short-term missions. There's a lot of pushback we get from different people who believe that short-term missions is not valuable because you don't have a long-term presence in that community, I would say they're wrong. Because you and I have seen it. We've seen thousands and thousands of high school and college students coming through doing missions, whether it be in Atlanta or New Orleans or Philadelphia or wherever they are, And their life is eternally impacted, transformed, and revolutionized. And not only that, but the places you go to are encouraged. They're inspired. They're equipped. They're, I mean, it is a win for everybody in my mind. What would you say to the person? What would you say to the person who says, you know, I just don't see the value in doing a short-term mission trip?
1: I was hoping you're gonna ask me this question. I, I get this question all the time too. It's funny. But every time people ask me this question, I say, listen, you are looking at what success of a mission trip looks like. That's right. Uh, in business, they call that the return on investment ROI. Listen, I would not be here today if it's not for a mission trip. A a short-term. short-term mission trip. Not long-term. Not long-term. I would not be here today. Listen to this. You know, when I put all the numbers out, so, you know, a mission trip comes, a mission team, short-term mission team. I want to clarify that. Comes to Kenya. My dad gives his life to Christ. My dad moves to the border of Kenya and South Sudan and there he's able to lead thousands of people to Christ. This is all the lost boys coming in from South Sudan.
0: In the refugee camp. In the
1: refugee camp. Then my parents moved to Nairobi, which is the capital of Kenya, and they work with street kids. We call them Chokora. These are kids who have no family. In America, we have homeless men and women. Mm -hmm. In Kenya, we have homeless kids. And they're able to reach out to them and minister to them and lead hundreds to Christ and as we speak today my family my mom and dad run a school in a muslim community in mombasa with 800 kids that it's a christian school and i want to say thousands have come to christ mm. okay and that's because of one team deciding to go on a mission trip that does not count the hundreds of people who have come to know christ through the work that i've done with the dream that's Center. right like if you really look <laughs> at the numbers An investment of one team going on a mission trip is probably thirty thousand. No exaggeration. About thirty thousand of people have come to Christ um, just through that one team.
0: So well, they've come to Christ, but they've also watched real ministry being done in the urban core setting, in inner city ministry inside of Atlanta. They have seen their whole lives completely i mean they've seen people's lives completely transformed i mean i i I brought a student down uh his name is matt matt came down with me with a a team of interns we served with you guys we served with the atlanta dream center we were doing work with um homeless we were working with children in the inner city we were going to the projects we were cleaning streets We were going out at night and uh, sharing the gospel with people and praying with people and feeding the hungry. And Matt, he was in shock. We were coming back from Atlanta, going back to Madison, Wisconsin, which that's where our ministry is based. And I said, Matt, how did you like it? He didn't say much. He's like, it was good. And I'm like, oh, boy, he hated it. So then I said matt you got to give me more than that man there's a lot of work that went into this there's a lot of investment i said what tell me i said really what was it like for you you got to give me more than good he goes it was really good like okay he just absolutely hated this but you know when i got home i thought it was kind of a failure right short-term mission trips maybe they're right maybe they don't work maybe they're not that impactful So about six months later, true story, six months later, I got a letter from Matt saying my life was so transformed from being on a mission trip in Atlanta that I am now committing my next summer for four months to be in India as a full-time missionary for four months. That's what it did for my life. Man, you cannot underestimate that. And and I think the biggest problem, I don't want to get too far off into the weeds here, but I think the biggest problem I have with the mindset of uh, short-term missions isn't really valuable and saying that if you're not there for the long haul, then it's not worth doing. I think that's a huge disservice. I believe that you are causing people to be discouraged from doing missions. And I would even venture to say there are a lot of people that are serving long-term on the mission field across the world right now, internationally, that have in some way, some way, shape, matter, or form been involved or connected to a short-term mission trip. Huh. I truly believe that.
1: I see that all the time. I see the students that used to come in from colleges and now are in missions around the world. And I believe that the 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 it was the seed was planted right when they came on the short-term mission. So, uh, man, I can go on all day about this because I have I don't have just stories. I have statistics. I have people that I know. This is just not some <laughs> guessing game for me because I've been doing this for years, and I get to see people who are living a different life because right. they came on a mission trip. And here's the, the part. Also, the communities we serve have been transformed. So you come on two weeks. So two weeks you come to a ministry like the Atlanta Dream Center and you serve for two weeks. Right. The impact that you, you were you do in two weeks would never have happened if you didn't come down. Right. It doesn't matter what it is. It doesn't matter if you just came in and picked up trash and prayed for the the neighborhood. That impact is so significant to those communities. So man, I could <laughs> I, I I this this is a topic I get to hear a lot and I'm not in like full time missions right now, but I've seen the impact in my life, in communities we serve, and if there's anybody there listening, please get your church involved with missions. Short-term missions is an amazing way to get your church, your youth involved with what God has for
0: the church. So um, you've been in ministry now from Kenya, went to the school, were... Advancing uh, inside of the Atlanta Dream Center, eventually you became the Chief Operating Officer. Had a lot of responsibility, which I believe is just God's way of of honoring faithfulness. And I believe yes. that you were there and and you did a fantastic job with the Dream Center. Thank I worked you. with you many many times and absolutely loved it. Um, when I, I I miss you, even when I'm bringing teams down now, I still call you from time to time to get insight and some yes. wisdom into different things. But Tell me in your life and in your ministry uh, as you look back at it, what was the most difficult time of your ministry uh, while you were while you were there or even now here at serve at some point tell us tell us a little bit about what's been the the, the the one thing that challenged you to the point where you said, you know what this is probably my lowest moment in ministry right now.
1: Man, I'm gonna write a book about that, and it's gonna be coming out next week. Now, <laughs> now um, I've had some great times, but you know, ministry's ministry, and so there's times that you you have to you. I've, I've had to ask myself the question: You know, is it my time? Is, is this season a new season? You know, is it time for me to step out and do something else? Um, one of the biggest things uh, I, I think I'll probably talk about one or two, but I think one of the biggest challenge for me or or issues was when we were doing so much and you don't see people understanding like how like the 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 big picture of it Mm -hmm. so you can imagine and and you do ministry you go into a church trying to explain what you're doing Uh, it's a church you're not going to a company i'm Mm -hmm. not going to coca-cola trying to explain to them our ministry i'm going to a church and just seeing people so focused on um their life that they forget that there's hurting people Mm -hmm. i think that was one of the most, I don't even have the words for it. You're standing there telling them that there are kids who uh, um, just are, are in horrible situations. Um, there's women who live in cages. This, this is America. I'm not talking about some foreign country. Uh, you're talking about homeless people in, in, this, in this amazing country and you're expecting oh my expectation which might be false was that the church would jump along And, and this is not for every church i'm just talking about some of the places that i visited i was hoping that they would just say you know what as a church instead of buying some other random thing that we don't need we're going to invest in missions, and not even me, somebody else. Right. And just seeing the church not getting involved. The indifference. Oh, that was that was the toughest thing. I think that's still tough till today. So that was always been the toughest part of me is there's so many great ministries doing an amazing work, and I don't feel that, um, that there's a lot of uh, collaboration with the church. I feel that there's a, missing, a missed opportunity mm-hmm. with churches, and I want to be clear. This is not every church, right? But this is this is very common in in our churches today. We are we are always wanting to buy the biggest speaker, the big the third screen, fourth screen in our church. Are those things bad? No, they're not bad. But when people are hurting and not hearing Christ, mm-hmm. and we keep on, and I know right now I'm talking about this, and somebody's you know feeling attacked. This is not an attack message. Right. This is a message of hope that we can start looking at what is important and start seeing how we can
0: start partnering with a community, partnering with our churches. Thank you for listening to the 15 Minute Revolution podcast. If you'd like more information about this ministry, be sure to go to our website at 15minuterevolution.com. Love you guys.